very shiny forehead. <laughs> Good morning, happy Tuesday, beautiful people. Welcome to Love Babs, Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. It's uh Tuesday in the Elm, and the weather is dreamy. It's about 83 degrees. Um, I think the humidity is very low, so it'll feel really good. It should feel really good. How's everybody doing? I'm all right. I can't complain. Uh let me let me just address the tragedy in uh Newhallville. So, you know, this couple, man and a woman in their 50s, in their 50s, um, had a domestic dispute. You know, they was fighting. And they was fighting all day, I guess Saturday. I mean, just back and forth. You know, last week he keyed, he shot up her car and uh she had it repaired. Uh they was fighting all day until it started all day. Then at night it came to a head. She runs out the house. He chases her. He pulls the gun running around chasing her with the gun and shoots her. Her daughter, who was sitting outside in a car with someone, sees this, gets out of her car, and kills him. Uh, the woman died yesterday from her injuries. She was in critical condition. And uh, and she died. She succumbed to her issues. That's it. I I grew up in a very violent household. It's very hard to admit that because it wasn't violence twenty four seven. But it was enough violence that it was a, a regular activity in my household. And uh, and there's something about talking about that level of violence that bothers me because I was a kid so there's so the so the adult in me recognizes that the kid in me couldn't do anything about that I was a kid and uh and I want people to understand that when kids see this kind of stuff and they are helpless it creates a sense of helplessness in them and it just creates a void and a hole in them um that causes them to do things because they don't realize that there's a hole in them because adults are stupid. And I say adults are stupid in as much as they're victims too. You know, I, I don't know what people think the end will be when they are fighting with each other constantly. And I, you know, I'm cross-training domestic violence and I know women just want the violence to stop and, and men just want the violence to stop. But things escalate. And we and we don't teach anybody how to de-escalate conflict. We just don't teach that. We don't teach it anywhere. We don't teach it in schools. We don't teach it on jobs. We don't teach de-escalation. We don't teach people how to be in control of their feelings and to and to express their feelings in ways that are not violent. We wait till people get to the criminal justice system before we start addressing people's childhood harms. And I just think that's the back-ass way to deal with issues in the community. Like, why are we not training, teaching, supporting de-escalation techniques in schools? I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they are because kids are still dying on the streets with gunfire. And... And 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 I don't say that to say that that is 
the end all be all, but damn, can we give it a chance? Can we train people how to talk to one another, how to de-escalate situations before it gets to the criminal justice system? Because the criminal justice system is not about de-escalation. <laughs> you know, you, you're not going to get the support and the help and the mental health that you need in prison. You're just not going to. There, there are some progressive prisons, and I and I'm progressive. I mean, there might be some prisons that have things in place to help people work through their issues, but that's not across the board. You know, um, prisons are the largest mental health providers in this country. Prisons, prisons are the largest mental health providers in this country. Does anybody see anything wrong with that? Anybody? Does anybody see anything wrong? Does anybody? Does anybody go? Huh? That shouldn't be. <laughs> that that really should not be the case. <laughs> I don't. We're just crazy. I think we're just doing things wrong. So good morning, everybody. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. Welcome to Love, Babs, Love, Talk. I'm doing my brand of talking. Uh, and I'm grateful to have this platform because I talk about all kinds of things, things that are painful, things that are funny, things that are hilarious. Like, Harry, do you know they found, I guess they're finally, somebody in the government is saying there's aliens or something. I, we already know they're aliens. That's not news. And for people who need the government to say that they're aliens, you're drunk. Just thought I'd put that in here as a as a way to to give an example of all the things we talk about on the show. <laughs> talk about aliens. We talk about sharks. <laughs> we we talk about the flat Earth. We talk about <laughs> we talk about being vegetarian. We talk about vegans. We talk about animals that are vegans. We talk about eating animals that are vegan. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that is a tragedy. So you have two families that are making arrangements this very moment about what to do and how to do with their loved ones. And I'm sure there are children involved that have to come to grips with what has happened to their parents. And then you have this child, this daughter, who has to deal with, this, this daughter, who has to come to grips with killing, I guess, her father. I mean, he was going to kill her. He's going to kill the mother. So, I mean, he, he eventually did kill the mother. So I guess we just put this to bed. Like, we don't drag this family through more. Like, I hope they don't bring any charges against her because that would just be the worst. Because the people that you want to bring charges against are dead. So there you go. If if I had a school, and I'm not saying I want a school because I don't, but if I had a school, and I know you have to hit all the marks that the state throws at you, right? Like you have to do this, that, and the other thing. 
I get that. But if we have a school, if I had a school, it would be global in its structure. Um, and it would be innovative in its curriculum. And I would build in a great deal of fun and intellectual excellence. I know people think, oh, Babs, you're just talking. You don't know. You're not in the school system. Well, I beg to differ. Because <laughs> I know something about boards of eds because I ran a chaired a board of ed at Common Ground for three or four years. And prior to that, I served on the board for five or six years. So I did about a decade at that school. And 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 I raised four children through the school system with various degrees of mental health complexities. You know what I mean? And I know people who are innovative in education who consistently get their wings clipped by, you know, a dull and uninteresting board of education. And the allure of magnet schools and charter schools is really because parents want a different educational experience for their children. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants a different educational experience for their children that will propel them to the next educational experience. You know, if, if you have kids in elementary school, you want them to get to middle school, you want them to get to high school, and, and, and so many parents want their kids to go to college or whatever. I, I think in education, we have the wrong conversations. You know, everybody's like vocational, technical school versus other schools versus colleges. And, and it shouldn't be an or. It should just be an and. You know. Everybody's like, oh, people should waste their time in college. You know, college is more than just going to class and learning it going to class and getting a degree college is a whole experience it it is it really is the way station between high school and the world and we ought to see it like that you know we ought to see college as a finishing school you know so I don't understand these people to have these conversations about uh, they have these co these conversations about everybody everybody everybody's not going to college. I mean, I mean everybody's not going to eat lobster. I mean, what? So what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you know what? What? Well, what are you prepared to put in place? But how do you know? And I, and I can't use the lobster analogy because people could be allergic. But you don't know you're allergic until you eat the lobster. So maybe it's still a good analogy. You don't know you're allergic until you eat it. Uh, so I just, I just, I'm just thinking about 
trauma and I'm thinking about domestic violence and I'm thinking about you know how do we assuage that how do you how do you work on that you know she went to the police the police gave her a survival plan you know a, a domestic violence plan which is what they do you know but if you just give it to one person what does what does the other person get I guess they were looking for him to pick him up but they never found him and by the time they got around to him or whatever it was you know it was in the midst of that that well well i mean here's the other part of that he he won't be committing any more domestic violence though and wherever he is he's gonna have to deal with whatever i don't know i, I don't i don't know i think domestic violence is very difficult to to combat because it's very, it's easy to sort of say leave. And I, listen, I'm not making any excuses, but if your fortunes are tied to somebody and by fortunes, I mean your financial survival is tied to somebody else's income. It makes it very difficult to just uh, go when you don't have your resources. It takes a plan to leave. It takes a whole plan. To, to march out. And and sometimes uh, some women are not fortunate enough to execute a plan before they themselves are executed. Same with men who are undergoing domestic violence. Anybody going under domestic violence has to have a plan of exit, an exit strategy. You know. And uh, domestic violence is uh, a very difficult situation because there's a lot of moving parts to that. You know, there's your job and there's your community and there's your children if you have children. And then there's your family and people take sides and, and people don't want to get involved and then people get involved and they're just looking at you like, why can't you get out of this? And Uh, it's just painful. It's just, it's just pain. I don't feel like it's triggering me. I just feel like it's just, I'm remembering what it was like to be afraid, you know, in the night because somebody has a gun, you know, because someone has a gun who on, on any other day, they are caring for you. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, all of a sudden, they are not—they're not caring for you. They are, uh, yeah. Oh, it's tough. I, it's a, you know, in in my early career, I used to do, uh, you know, I was trained in sexual assault stuff. You know, an advocate, if you will. And I ran support groups for significant others and for survivors uh, of sexual assault. I've sat in courts with survivors of sexual assault. You know, I've I've trained police and doctors. You know, a woman goes to the hospital. Do you know what it's like to go to the hospital and have a rape kit done? You know, where they have to comb your pubic hairs for evidence? 
We have to go inside of you and swab the inside of your vaginal walls. Where they have to take pictures and look. We have to go in your anus and look and see if they can find evidence of a crime. Dig out your fingernails. Swab your mouth. Oh. And then you have some doctor talking about, you should just press charges. You should call the police. Oh, I, I would just, you know, you don't have to take that. And these doctors is just talking. They just reacted. And you have to tell doctors, um, listen here, uh, ER doc, you just not your job. You know what your job is? Is to get the evidence and make sure we got enough evidence. Get or whatever you could get. And and then take care of the 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 health of the of the survivor. She didn't come in here for your opinion. Ain't nobody in this hospital but the hospital paying you for your opinion. We're not paying for you. We're not we're not asking you to weigh in on whether she should press charges or not. Because you don't know the story or the situation. You just see a woman in front of you. And that's and that's a national a nat a natural reaction. But still, shut up. Because you're not making this worse. You 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 got a a a hostage on the table with her legs and stirrups. And you talking to them like, as a matter of fact, you should press charges. You know, and I'm like, shut up. Uh she's gonna do what is it what is in her best interest. And I and listen, I know this sounds harsh. Because you want people to get justice. But people's situations sometimes causes them to make different decisions about how they move forward in these matters. And domestic violence is very similar. You know, it takes a lot for somebody to call the police on a partner that is abusing them. Right? Because if, they've if they're in an abusive situation, this didn't just start. That fight with that couple didn't start Saturday. That wasn't the first time. They've been back and forth like this for a long time. Them and anybody else who was in domestic. Because the first time, the first time you get slapped or talked to or whatever in some kind of way and you stay, then that becomes the behavioral pattern. Because what it does is it signals that this is acceptable. It, I, I know it's horrible, but it signals that it is ex it's ex acceptable. And when you are willing to discuss it and, and they plead about, oh, I'll never do this again, and you believe it until the next time, you know, and, you know, I see it. I see it with young girls with these controlling ass boyfriends. You know, who want to put them, want to grind them under their thumb. Where are you going? What are you doing? Oh, I don't think you should be friends with them. I don't think you should go there. I don't think you should wear that. Oh, I don't want you wearing lipstick. Oh, I don't want anybody looking at you. These are girls putting up with this mess. And there are some guys who are putting up with it too because there's some girls out there who are equally controlling And the problem I have with kids is they don't think that they have any recourse. They don't think they have any way to get out of these situations. And they don't want to look weak or simple in front of their friends and their peers. 
So they endure stuff that they should not endure. And then they don't want to tell their parents. And parents oftentimes see this stuff. And some parents try to intervene and some parents, you know, don't. You know. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a problem, you know. It is such a problem. It's such a problem. So I, I just think we've got to somewhere. I wish, you know, if people, if churches could get out of their own damn way and do some of this work instead of the mess that they're doing, the foolishness that they're doing. Because, you know, I said this yesterday. Churches have become police departments. They have become police stations. Churches have become police stations. They could be doing this work. You know what? Next Sunday, I want a church to say, this is what we're going to do in church. This, this is the word we're going to get today. We're going to bring in people. We're going to teach interpersonal relating skills this Sunday. And we're going to get into groups. And we're going to figure out how to 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 talk to each other under God's care. I mean, if you got to say that part. Under God's care, this is what we're going to do. And they're going to set this up. Every, every other Sunday, they're going to do something around interpersonal relating skills and, and violence prevention and de-escalation. I think that's what these churches should be doing, spending their time doing. Instead of driving in in fancy-ass cars and standing up there and running their mouths about the Bible and, and all this. And, and I'm listen, I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying the time is ripe for a reimagining of what church can be. You want to serve the people? Serve the people. I know some of these churches, they do a weekly soup kitchen and a clothing bank or whatever. Okay, that's all well and good. But your congregation is suffering and people are up against it. Pick a Sunday and, and have some therapists come in and let people sit in groups and talk about what is happening in their families under the care of God. So that they feel safe and everybody takes a pleasure. What happens in this church stays in this church and let people sit and have conversation about what is happening in their lives. And if you have enough people, maybe they could do some one-on-one -on -one peer so that people can get right. You can't, How do you get right with God with just you and prayer alone? How do you do that? You know how you do it? You don't. Churches, you got to reimagine. You got to look out on the landscape of the world and say, how can we better serve? What is needed? And then inventory your congregation. Because some of these churches got highfalutin folks that know how to do some stuff and leverage some stuff. I don't want to see anybody place their little asses into church in nice clothes and, and all the time, all the while suffering at home, suffering on their jobs with nowhere to go. We already know we don't have enough mental health people to support 
that what needs to happen in our community. So guess what, churches? Empower your congregation to get some training, and then y'all in turn offer that. Stop with this tithing and all this other kind of foolishness. Well, I mean, you, you got to tithe because I know you want to keep the lights on and all that other kind of stuff. But stop with this. Every Sunday, we're going to come and sit and hear a word and hear this tired choir sing, and, and we're going to pray for the sick and the shut-in, and and we're gonna lift up and then and then that's it. And people go back to their lives of quiet desperation. And if you cannot, for the God's sake, be in your church home and say, This is what I'm dealing with, and 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 put it on the altar and let people pray with you and talk with you through these things, then I, I don't, Then what is the point of church? That's, that's the kind of church I want to see. And I don't see that. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm being judgmental. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm being judgy because I think there's a disconnect between, and listen, and God help me with this. And around every corner is 50 churches. Storefront churches, amazing, big, beautiful churches, churches, all kinds of churches. Them damn churches sit, sit vacant Monday through Friday with, that, with the exception of some Bible study or some choir, whatever. They, they could open their doors and run support groups and stuff. Come in and talk about what's going on with you. If you don't want to disrupt your Sunday, which I think you should, I think you should disrupt your Sunday because these Sunday services is tired and they're not serving. And these lean ushers, <laughs> you know, and none of that, none of that is going to get you to heaven. None of it is getting you closer to heaven. A lot of it don't even get you closer to God. <laughs> it, a lot of it is not even going to get you closer to God. And some of y'all are just mean and hateful. And then you get to church and you think that God don't see mean and hateful. <laughs> and, and, your, and, your, and, your, and your fellow congregants don't see mean and hateful. What is wrong with y'all? Who, who are y'all fronting for? And don't say, oh, Babs, I'm sorry you had such a bad experience in churches. I, I have not. I had a great experience in churches. For 20 years, I was church in Regina. I raised my children and I loved it. My children still miss it. They still think about it. But I know uh, it's a new day. Churches have to reimagine themselves. And it takes real leadership to reimagine, reimagine itself. You know, it takes real leadership. And and I'm not so sure there are enough churches out there with ministers who are courageous. I don't think there's enough courageous ministers out there. I mean, you could prove me wrong, whatever. Or you could dismiss what I say. That's fine, too. I'm just one person. You know. I, I just, I just, you know, I, I listen to these people, these ministers and these minister wannabes, and all they want to do is quote scripture. You know, you know, they quote scriptures like school administrators talking them codes, you know, and all those letters. You know, because they know most lay people don't know. And so it just puts you one ahead. 
instead of just talking to people like normal people. And yes, you could tell the story of what's going on in the Bible. You could tell those stories. Those stories were meant to be told. And let me tell you something, for thousands and thousands of years before they were written down, they were spoken. You know? They weren't people weren't reading Bibles. People were speaking the Bible. Well, and they were and it wasn't called the Bible. It was called people were just telling the stories of their experiences with God. And 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 then their experiences with the Christ. That, that's that's what that was. You know, we we invented Bibles and fancy pretty. And don't get me wrong, I love a fancy pretty Bible. <laughs> I I like anyone. I like a fancy pretty Bible, but that's not going to get me into heaven. I don't know what will get me into heaven because you know what I think? Heaven is what we make right now. And we're not making it. We're not making it right now. You know, people are so busy living to get somewhere else that they don't live in the here and now. You could have heaven on earth. I'm sorry, the Lord's Prayer talks about heaven on earth, but we just seem to ignore that part. And, and, and I'm not with this universal heaven because there are some people who I, I don't want to be in heaven with. <laughs> there, I said it. I, if there's some people that I know going to heaven, I don't want to go where they are going. <laughs> I, I can't abide them on earth. I know damn well I'm not going to abide them in heaven. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not going to be different. <laughs> I don't like you here. I'm not going to like you there. Simple. So I just think, I think we just have to have reimagine some stuff. I think we have to reimagine some stuff, particularly around religion, because it is a, it is a barrier. And I, and I say that about all religions. I, I'll say it about the Jewish faith. I say about the Hare Krishnas. I'll say about the, the Buddhists and all the people, you know, it's just another barrier to keep us separate from each other and disconnected from God. You said that's too bad. <laughs> Listen, I believe that people can get saved, Harry. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying people have, think that there's this universal heaven. We don't even have universal health care. So I know damn well we're not going to have universal heaven. Can you imagine sitting around a table trying to decide what heaven looks like? <laughs> With these crazy people? I don't think so. We can't even create heaven on earth and we got all the tools. <laughs> we have all the tools. There are no more tools. We have all the tools to create paradise in heaven. Harry Krishna. <laughs> I know Harry. They might be waiting for you. They might be at the gates like, we waiting on Harry for the Krishna part. And yet, and yet, and yet, we don't have heaven on earth. But we have all the tools. Why don't we have heaven on earth? Because man's inhumanity to me. Because we could never get on one page. We we would never get on one page about what heaven on earth would look like. Even with all the religious texts that we have, with all the Bibles and scriptures and holy readings, we still refuse to 
impart any of that on earth. <laughs> so I know damn well there's not going to be a universal heaven. This is not. I, 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 we can't get universal health care. We can't get universal laws. We can't even come to grips with how to uh, universal voting machines, for God's sake. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so I, I think about these things beyond beyond uh, just the passing thought. I think about these things deeply. Sometimes I, I see it. You know, I, I see it clearly. And then, and then it dissipates. I think about that. I don't, I don't want to go to heaven with some people. That's just it. You know, and if I get to heaven and see some people, I'm like, you know what? I got to go. <laughs> and I, I really don't think heaven is a, a place you go. I think heaven is a place you become and you be. Paper ballots hand counted. We can't even get that right, Harry. We can't, we can't get paper ballots and hand counting right. We can't get that right. So I know damn well we can't get we wouldn't get heaven right. We are called to create heaven on earth. People forget that part. We are called to create heaven on earth. And what have we created? Well, something that looks pretty close to hell for a lot of people. And yeah, you can say rich people all you want, but rich people have a making of their own hell too. There's everybody has the makings of their own hell. And everybody has the makings of their own heaven. But yet we we don't work toward any of it. You know, we don't work toward making heaven. You don't. And, and we could live peacefully. Living peacefully with one another is one of the cornerstones of heaven. Peace. <laughs> and we refuse it. <laughs> Yeah, you win the Powerball, Harry. Guess what happened? You know that DNA that you so richly put up there for people to find you? Guess what happens? Everybody gonna want a piece. So we, we can't even get to peace. There's there's a few tenets to getting ahead to creating heaven on earth. Peace. That's the number one thing. We we refuse. To, to love God with all our heart as as our neighbors. We, we don't we don't even like our neighbors. Hell, we shoot people through doors. <laughs> How is that close to God? How is that close to God? So I just so when people talk to me about whatever, and and yes. I would love to go to seminary in divinity school. I would, I would, because I, I believe, I, I believe in the studying of these sacred scriptures for, for, for absolute guidance. But we, we're not, we, we, but we don't, we go to church every Sunday and we sit in these churches and we want to be entertained. And, and we want to be lifted up and we want to be made to feel good. 
as if we have no responsibility in that for ourselves, but that we look to somebody else to give us a mighty word. And we already know what a mighty word is. And we already know uh, what love is. And we are, but we refuse to give it. We refuse to accept it. And we don't trust it. We just don't trust it. We don't trust it in one another. We don't trust it anywhere. That's And that's the other part of the piece, that we must begin to trust one another. And we have so many examples where trust is is uh, almost impossible. That trust is almost impossible. You know, and I, I don't, I don't say any of this to sort of say gloom and doom because I am forever hopeful. I remain hopeful about humans and the world, even though I have such contempt and disdain for humans. I do remain hopeful. (laughs) There's a part of me that is a romantic to my core. And I have great faith in people. Even though people are treacherous and they let you down and they hurt you and all that. And then I say, well, being hurt is legitimate feeling. You cannot... You cannot under you cannot know great joy and happiness without understanding first what pain is. You know, and 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 I'm not suggesting that we we dwell in pain, but we do. We dwell in pain all the time, particularly when we don't fix what is broken, uh, or we don't attempt to fix what is broken in our lives, in our communities, in our churches. You know, we we gloss over things and band aid over things. You know. Um, and 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 we and and some things we ought to leave to our own devices, and some things uh we got to put on the altar, you know. But there are a lot of things that we could do, and we don't do them. And we absolutely could create heaven on earth. We absolutely could create, and that and that is not about luxury or the idea of luxury. It is. It is not about that. I mean, I I, I don't. I don't know how we each and all of us sit in the world knowing that there are people who are starving. How do we manage? How do we do that? How do we manage knowing? And and it's not people a world away. This is people across the street. <laughs> how do we reconcile ourselves knowing that we we pass people asking for stuff all the time? And then this is what we do. Oh, well, they're just gonna they're just gonna drink it up and smoke it up and all this other kind of stuff. You know, so so that we make the judgment so that we release ourselves from giving or helping or thinking about what can be done. So we see them out there and we dismiss it. We dismiss it because, well, they're just going to, and they ain't, and they just, and blah, blah, blah. And if they just, and if they could pull themselves up. See, we do that. We do that. And so when we do that, you know what that does? It divorces our humanity from their humanity because they are different. Because I have some place to go. I have a home and a bed and and indoor plumbing and food in the fridge and they don't. So I'm different. And I didn't make the choices that they made to put them on the streets the way that they are on the streets. So I'm better. Or I didn't squander my whatever. Whatever whatever the story you have to tell yourself to disconnect yourself from somebody standing in front of you asking for some pennies. Because that's what you have to do. You know, you avert your eyes 
you turn up your music and you drive by because you can't stand to look at it. It's annoying to you, you know? And I, and I believe that God is always speaking and God is like, here I am on the corner begging for money. <laughs> here I am. And, and yet you refuse to see me. Here I am drunk on the street and you don't see me. You know, and I know people say, well, we can't take on everybody. Yeah, we can. We can. We we have the tools, the time and the talent. We could do anything. If we could put a man on the moon. I, I'm sorry. If we could put people on Mars, we could do anything. <laughs> we could do anything. Hi, Harry. What's up, Babs? I just want to know, were you like following me in my car this morning when that guy was asking for stuff? Because let me tell you what I did this morning. You, it's like you, you, it's like you were in the car with me. <laughs> so this morning, as I'm getting off of 91, there's this guy asking for money, and I don't usually have cash, but today I actually had a five dollar bill in my middle console, and I said. I was going to give him the $5 bill. And then I thought twice. You know why? Because by the time I got to him, I'm watching him. You know when you get off 91? Yeah. Right? So I'm watching him, and he went through two cigarettes. And I thought to myself, you know how much cigarettes cost? What is he doing? He's begging for money. But he has enough money to buy cigarettes? And I said, no, nah, I ain't giving him none. So, what, what, is, what is it about buying cigarettes that, that everybody buys cigarettes? I mean, lots of people smoke. Okay. But now I'm thinking, okay, my $5 is going to go to another pack of cigarettes. So? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not doing that. Why? That's why I prefer, and I've done this many, many times. But what is it about? I'll so you making food. a judgment about his cigarette smoking? Yeah, I'm. Yes, I am, because I'm saying, you do you know how much a pack of cigarettes costs? It's a lot of money, especially you know that's a that's a habit that you really need to have a job for. Really. So, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way I'm gonna give my five dollars to his cigarette habit. So, okay. I, I know you must have been on that corner watching. You're like, what is that? I saw him about to give him money. <laughs> you should have given him $5. I you don't know if he would have bought cigarettes with that $5. I would, buy, I would buy somebody a meal, no problem. But if they don't need a meal, Harry, and they need cigarettes. <laughs> I can't do that. I, I wouldn't even do that for my brother when he was out of work and needed I, I can't give you money for your habit. So that I so I'm not I'm not treating him any different than I would treat my my own blood because I've done that to my brother. I ain't giving you no money for no cigarettes. Are you crazy? Mm. So now of course I would go and buy my brother a meal or do this or do that. Give, mm. I gave him money for to help him buy a car. But yeah, because you're just helping. Uh, you helping in the ways that you want to help. You're right. not helping in the ways that they're asking for help. Yeah, mine is conditional. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. A, a lot of people are like that. You know, and I, I, I'm and only going to give the way I want to give. I don't I care accept, what you need. I, I don't care that. what you need. I'm going to give you what I think you should have because I know better for your life yes. than you do. Yeah. I, I feel you. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know better for their lives. I mean, yeah, you do. We can make you general, made a, no, you we made a judgment, judgment about his life. We you, can make general judgments, right? So I'm coming off the highway and it's seven, I think it was like 738 as I'm coming off the highway. And I'm thinking, wow, he's out here early today. Right? I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care if he if he was sitting there with a pint of Jack Daniels, I would have given him five dollars. If that goes to another pint of Jack Daniels, get get down with it. Because let me tell you something: if that Jack Daniels gets you through the day and keeps you from killing somebody or killing yourself, then you, I'm with you. I don't make a judgment. I don't put a judgment on five dollars or a dollar. I don't, because I don't hold my bank to that standard. I don't hold the military to that standard. I don't hold the federal government to that standard. And I got to pay my taxes. But I don't say I'm not right. gonna give you. I'm not gonna give you no money because I don't want you to do this and X, Y, and Z with it. Well, I hold. No, everything. we don't do that. I do. I hold everything to that standard, right? So yeah, but you still pay your taxes. <laughs> I, I have to pay my taxes. While I'm in jail. Oh, that reminds me. I gotta pay my car taxes. I got a letter. <laughs> we can't. We can't get out of that one. We be locked. I, I'm up. just. I'm just not. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna use. I'm not gonna make a dollar judgment. On stuff. That's just how I am. I don't. That's. I'm that's not concerned good. about what other people do in the sense that. That's good, but you know, and usually when I give, it's coming out of a restaurant. And I'll, if somebody asks me for a dollar, I'm not going to say, "Tell me what you're going to use this dollar for." You see, for me, I'm it's not going to do that. It's different. Like if I'm coming out of, of Stop and Shop and there's um, Girl Scouts. Selling cookies? How, how you know they ain't selling cookies to buy crack? Well, if those... Little, you don't know. You know why you don't know? Because society hasn't put a spotlight on that. Nobody right. has but said them, them Girl Scouts are selling crack, buying if crack they, with them Girl no, Scout cookie they, money. They are. They got me. <laughs> right? So, and not just Girl Scouts. If there's some church thing, or I that I'll give to. I do that all the time, but... That's different. I, I go, well, whatever that church is going to do with this or whatever the Girl Scouts do with this, it at least is going to something. Okay. You know, but it's different. It's different. Yeah, but, it is. You know, I, I guess. I guess it's should. different. You know, we should help each other. We, yeah. I guess. I guess. You know I guess we mean, should. <laughs> I guess we should help each other based on what we what we judge about people. <laughs> yeah, love thy neighbor. Unless thy neighbor is an idiot. And, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I the treat people how you want to be treated. So yeah, no, neighbor, we we don't do that either. <laughs> oh, but, yes, if my neighbor's an idiot, if my neighbor's an idiot, I'm gonna be an idiot towards my neighbor. So there you go. I'm loving him how he wants to be treated. Okay. So yeah, you know. I, so, I hear you, Harry. I I. I... I'm just I'm just speaking about what I do. <laughs> I don't I don't got no I don't got no I don't got no 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 answers for anybody else's and, life. And, and if there's a God, it's his fault. Okay. I didn't create me like this. Oh, okay. All the floors and everything, I gotta jump through 
20 hurdles to get to heaven, forget that. I'll take I'll take my ticket to straight to hell. I ain't jumping through no hurdles. Uh, I don't I don't I don't think we go to heaven. I don't think we go to hell. I don't believe that either. I think, you know, well, I we think we are heaven and I think we are hell. No, I, I you know, I, I think that I don't think it's a place. What was I it? mean, I think the place is wherever we are. I forgot which um which scientists, astrophysicists, I think, that said we're all made out of the same stuff, space stuff. Yeah. Right? So I think we all do that. We all, you know, you can't kill our energy source. So all you do is you get recycled into something else. And I'm not saying reincarnation or whatever. Whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever the universe decides to bring you back as or you may be just a star piece of a piece of a star in space um but i think that's that's what we all really are we just don't get it we we're the same we're made from the same stuff well, you know but yeah, yeah. But, but since we all have our tribes and it's like when paul in the bible is preaching to the all what is it 13 tribes he's yelling at <laughs> <laughs> everybody's acting differently <laughs> that's exactly the problem today we have so many tribes when we should all just be in the same tent no i don't mind different tribes harry yeah I, it's all right to have different then tribes we're never gonna be then we're never gonna but we can't yes we can we can exist peacefully if peace is the objective and the goal if peace is the goal, we absolutely. It's like when you have children, your children are not the same. Your son is very different from your daughter. You don't try to make your son like your daughter. You didn't try to make your daughter like your son. You allow them to be individual people in your house. Individuals, but same rules. Yeah, same rules. But you know, Harry, some got the rules and some didn't. Right. <laughs> and some got had to pay the consequences and some didn't. Yeah, but you didn't kill them. No, of course not. We're not doing that. <laughs> no, and you didn't beat them to death. You didn't beat their asses to death. You didn't do that. You, you made, you said, all right, this kid is different. I got to do something different with this kid. The other kid is different. I got to do something different because what works on this kid doesn't work on that kid. And you yeah. figured it out. You know, one kid, you could whoop their ass and it would straighten them up. That one was, kid, if you yeah. yelled at them, that would be enough, right? <laughs> I got those kids. One kid, you raise your voice and it would be more, that would be the worst possible punishment for one yeah. kid. Yeah, that was my son, right? So I hit him. I spanked him once. And he came and he told me, please don't ever do that again. <laughs> I, I won't. I, he got just went into the street with his bike. <laughs> and it scared the crap out of him. And it scared the crap out of him. He's like, don't ever, please. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, he made me feel so horrible. So, but then, he, you know, he he wasn't the kid who got out of line. You know, but my daughter, she was like the wild child. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to figure out a, 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 a structure of discipline that could make her mind you. 
You know what I mean? Like, you had to figure that out. And you knew you was couldn't just be beating her to death. You had to, like, all right, we're going to figure this out. We're going to take away stuff. We're going to do this. That's the same way. That, that's how the world could work, that we have to figure out ways to peacefully coexist. And we can. We absolutely can. We just don't. It wasn't easy. <laughs> no, nothing is. What's What has been easy, Harry? I know. And, the things that have been easy, have they even been worth it? And I'm not to say, I don't say that to say, Everything got to be a damn struggle because I don't believe that either. Like everything doesn't have to be. Sometimes things are easy. Like, all right, I'm making this egg this morning. I don't got to. It's it's easy. This is an easy egg. <laughs> I'm making a breakfast. This is not a heavy lift. I, I like having an easy breakfast. <laughs> you know, some things don't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be a... Love Slow Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Everything doesn't have to be hard. And and, and if you look at, your, at, at everything in your life as hard, then it's really your issue, right? Because, yeah, you know, I remember not having anything to eat right but my mother would make <laughs> my mother would just she said the only thing we have in this house is sliced bread and mayonnaise and she would go i'm going to make you todo eso and i'm like okay and todo eso means you're going to have you're going to eat all you everything you want the sliced bread and mayonnaise i'm going to make you todo eso and you're going to be happy. And we, she would make, she would, she would um, warm up milk and put like a drop of coffee with your mayonnaise and, you know, bread on, mayonnaise on bread and just, and it was like heaven, right? Because she put us in that mindset. This is so this is like, this is everything you need. <laughs> a good story harry and, and we we loved it as a matter of fact every once in a while i can't help but go and eat todo eso because it's a it brings back a fond memory yeah yeah so i mean so everything isn't horrible i mean my childhood wasn't there was hard times but there was some good times too yeah absolutely absolutely there was some good times yeah, <laughs> but you know it's it's I, I perception is everything, right? Perception is reality for a lot of people, and if they feel they're going through hell, I, I mean, I can't say they're not. Yeah, no, I can't say they're not either because they are. Yeah, that's, if you call it, that's what it is. Right, that's their reality. So it's hard to say to, to to make that judgment that you know you're doing it to yourself, but no perception is your reality. These people are suffering. Oh, there's lots of suffering in the world, but we but we can alleviate a great deal of suffering. We could probably alleviate all suffering if we had a will to do it. We just don't have the will. There should be nobody hungry in this world, but people work. are hungry. Too much work, Babs. Why is it too much work to feed people? <laughs> we managed to do you it know, every Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw this this documentary on this this company that takes um, the shipping containers yeah. and, they, and they create it into 
a, 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 a standalone greenhouse that runs off of solar panels and stuff like that. And they, they ship it. But you know what? It's a brilliant idea. But then it automatically became a business. You know, so mm. it's like all these big companies are doing it now. I, I saw a Walmart who actually has all its vegetables in, in these shipping containers in the back of the building. And they just go into these shipping containers and they pull out the vegetables. But I'm thinking to myself, Walmart is it who needs this. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, Walmart will do anything to make a buck. Right. They could buy their they could buy their vegetables and resell it. The poor people, the poor communities, the places all over the world who are starving need it. But it's not over there. <laughs> I don't got you know, I, I'm thinking to myself, this idea had to come from somebody from somebody's heart. Yeah. Their heart, and then it just automatically becomes a business. You you have to get people to fund your ideas. And those people take your ideas and they commercialize it. It's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> my God, this is crazy. Yeah, that's that's always the risk, right? Yeah, like that's always the risk. There's yeah, a risk to that because this thing should be like reproduced, and there's food deserts all over America. Mm -hmm. These containers should be all because they're self-sustaining. They Literally, you plant them and the solar panels run it. And all you need is some people to go in and take care of the garden. But if you if you tell people, listen, you're not going to need, there's no more food desert. Your food is going to be right here. People will take care of it. You know, so I, I just don't, I mean, you're right. There shouldn't be as much suffering as there is. You know, but yeah, these ideas, these brilliant ideas are just sitting on. I, I, I just believe line. people shouldn't suffer because they don't have food. Yeah. And people shouldn't um, suffer because they don't have access to shelter. And people shouldn't suffer because they don't have access to medical care. That Those are the three things I feel very strongly about because we have, we have the ability to take care of all of that in the world without 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 any questions asked. We could we could really do that. We well, we could do it. But we don't war, do it. Look at the war in Ukraine. Right? They they have like 80% of the world's grain, right? And most of that grain goes to poor areas, right? So right now Africa is suffering because they're not getting that grain that comes from Ukraine. So it's like, okay, come on. Do we really, do we really have to suffer with all the grain coming from one region that's volatile like that? <laughs> when we have all this technology, you could go and put containers everywhere. <laughs> well, you know what they'll say? Countries will say, not in my backyard. Oh, you're not going to do that in my backyard. Or you're not going to. Yeah, you're not gonna help my people. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and you're right. You're right. They're they're like that. They prefer a docile population that's suffering. 
they, it's just it is it's just part of our who we are the the monster within us that wants to control mm-hmm. you know and all of these societies all over the place you know just <laughs> right here in South America where these governments they just don't take care of their people and we and the United States is giving them hundreds of millions of dollars to help and it never gets to the to the population that we you know where that we intend our tax dollars to help those people instead they don't get helped and they have to take this crazy walk across you know hundreds of miles trying to get to our border to get help even though we're sending money to help that never gets to them mm. you know it's crazy is that how do you fix that you can't fix that Babs. people which is horrible i told you the problem <laughs> is humanity <laughs> that's what i was saying that was my point that was my yeah. whole point Harry. we are the problem <laughs> and, and, and you know the, and the easy thing to do is to point to people who are different from us but the reality is if you look all across this globe people are doing it to their own people it's not about you know the easy thing especially in america is we have our differences we're different our colors different our culture's different but gl- globally i mean it's just people are monsters they're doing it to their own people you know it's crazy yeah, wow. So I, I don't have any hope that the hope that you have. I know. <laughs> because if, when it's like you said, it's like you said with, with Putin and Ukraine and everything, you're doing it to your own people. <laughs> Ukraine was part of Russia. <laughs> That's your cousin. Yeah. And you're doing it to your cousin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have hope, Harry, because if I don't have hope, I would be in despair. Now I hope I have hope in the people around me. So I I I I I live with a modicum of hope because I, I think the alternative is despair. And and I don't I don't want to sink to that place, even though you know it's easy to, to just follow all the bad things. You have to balance it with, well, okay. That is happening, but there are some other things that are happening too. There's some good things that are happening too, you know. And uh, and there are people who are helping and doing stuff, and you know, trying to change the world. And I mean, there are people who are doing stuff and who are trying to make a difference in community, trying to make a difference at all levels. There are people who are working for the greater good, you know. So so that gives me. Um, that 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 fosters my hope that there are people who are, you know, even in the Terminator movies, Harry, the resistance was working to save people. Yeah, yeah, but you look, it's like you said, right? So you have we have people from the Red Cross and stuff go all over this world trying to help, you, and they get kidnapped. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. We're, here to, we're here to we're here to help you. Oh no, you're not. <laughs> well, well, maybe you can. If we take you, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. But people still help, right? Like that doesn't that doesn't deter. Because there are people, Harry, who know the dangers and they still 
they still put themselves in harm's way because they know that on the off chance that if they could help, they could change things. Yeah, you know what's going to help? AI. Oh, my God, Harry, please. It's going to help eliminate a lot of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, AI. I just read a piece the other day, Harry, that um, AI has grown so fast that it is doing stuff on its own, and they're trying to figure out ways to stop it. Like, I was reading this, this author, AI, wrote some books in her name in the same way that she writes the books and put them damn things on 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 Amazon. And she yes. was like, and she's getting these calls like, you wrote a new book? And she was like, hell no, I didn't write a new book. AI has done it. I mean, somebody's doing it, but AI has done it. Well, the thing is, is that it's easy, Babs. You say, you give AI your bullet points and you give it, you know, the parts of the story that you think is important, then you say, write an article in a New York Times format. Yes. And it'll write it for you. And it'll write it. Right. So it's like. Uh, that's that's scary to me, Harry. See, I don't I don't like that. I think because what happens when the AI says, oh, I'm going to write you a prescription. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, some people will be like, yes. <laughs> they, they have, I think, a new Beatles album that's going to come out with John Lennon, with AI singing the John Lennon portion. So it's like, come on. And you know, I found this other part out that you can't copyright AI-generated stuff. Well, right now, Congress has to do something about that, right? So right now... Right now, as it stands, they could use your image in an AI format. Yeah. And you have no recourse there. You, they just, AI, who's making the money? You don't get anything. Yeah. They could use your voice. They could use whatever. And yeah. you, because it's you, but it's not you. But it's not you. So you don't, like, if a comedian impersonates you on stage, you don't have a claim to the comedian's, you know, impersonation. And that's what AI is doing right now, is impersonating all of us. That's a little and, crazy. Can it impersonate me to pay my student loans? I, can I, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just that, trying to That's the out. only way it's going to be helpful to me, Harry. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to fit, you know, trying to make sure, like, you saw the neo-pronouns now? No. Okay, so that's neo pronouns now. So which means now you could be whatever you want. So not just regular pronouns. Now you could be the horse whisperer. Or you could be whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm poor, but I identify as rich. Right. That's what. <laughs> that's where I'm trying to get it to. I want to be able to, <laughs> walk to a bank. I want to be able to walk into a bank and say, I identify as rich. And I'd like to take some money out. And it's discrimination <laughs> if you don't give me my money. Harry, isn't that called robbing the bank? <laughs> but, you know, it's politically incorrect to say I'm robbing the bank and you're just not recognizing that I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm waiting for the first, I'm waiting for the first case to come to come to court where somebody walks into a bank and the bank says, You have you are robbing us. And the person's like, No, I'm identifying. <laughs> That's it. I'm identifying as the owner of this bank. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Imagine. This is the thing. So, you know, of course, that's when we'll get real clear, right? <laughs> I'm in court. I'm identifying as the judge. I dismissed this case. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, oh, my God. And you know somebody's going to try it, Harry. It's going to come to somebody's court. I somebody's like, going to try it. You have to. I mean, there's been already some issues with the judge or the prosecutor um, misgendering, you know, the the defendant and stuff. So it be, it's, it's becoming really complicated when we're playing these word games. Um, when when it comes to the legal system, you, it's just whatever your legal name is, is, that's what they should address you as. Um, and the prosecutor should know that too. Don't use any pronouns or anything like that. Just use yeah, yeah whatever name. whatever they say they're gonna call themselves. Not even just their legal name. Go by the justice system. Legal name, your social security number. It's like <laughs> it's like when when a soldier gets caught, you give them your legal name, social. I mean, not just your whatever number, your military, and that's it. You know, that's what you got to do because it's getting so warped now that there has to be some clarity, except if it's going to benefit me. <laughs> then that's where, you know, I'll be fluid. <laughs> uh, we, we better, we better have, just make sure we look out for where the resistance is so we can join up. Because we're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> I forgot where it is. Like Washington State put a rapist in the woman's prison because he identified. He decided when he got charged, he decided then he was gonna change gender. Got put into a woman's prison, and obviously he's a rapist. He abused women in the prison. So we have to have some clarity here. We can't allow people to abuse certain things like that, you know? Um, I've never heard that story. I got to go look that up. In, in New Jersey, uh, a, a transgender woman got put into the woman's prison, a male rec um, identifying as a woman, and he impregna impregnated two women. In the prison in New Jersey. So How does that happen? Well, because <laughs> you're just going by you. You can't take people's word, especially when they start all of a sudden, all of a sudden, changing their agenda when a conviction is coming. I I I I think that might be suspect. I don't know. You know, so because I I know transgender people. I they don't carry on that way. Well, not those people, but there's obviously people who abuse everything, abuse every system. 
Yeah, there are people who will take advantage of stuff and they don't so, give a damn how it reflects. Yeah. So we just got to figure it out. So, all right. So this is what, so in Washington, they said if somebody's been, if someone has been convicted of a sex crime, they cannot be housed near women, even if they're transgendered. So they, they, they clarified it now because they had put one guy, even in. But that was, but that was in February. Yeah. April. They changed it. No. What, what did they do? Yeah, that, that is a problem, Harry. They do have think, a problem. I think in the UK, it's the same problem. They, they're they trying to figure out, because they're having the same problem, that they have sex offenders who are all of a sudden... Oh, yeah, he was a... This guy was a, a violent male pedophile moved to a women's prison. So this was in March. Oh, they shouldn't have allowed that shit. I don't care if he... Ooh. But what do you do, Babs? You you put them in a in his own place. There you put them in their own. I mean, you could do it. You could just confine yeah, them to their own. You know, of course. But then um, you have claims of human rights violations there. That's true. So it's that that is true. It gets very complicated. All of the stuff. Wow! Yikes. Yeah, exactly. So, I know in the UK there were a big, there was a big protest of it because they put also a sex offender in the woman's prison, and it's like, what do you do with these things? What do you do with these things? You just you just can't do things blind. Well, you know? do you, do you create a whole other subset ward of transgendered well, folks who got to be in prison? Well, you can't do the sex the sex offenders, right? You can't do that. That's the way you got to draw the line, don't you? I mean, if this person is violating women, you're going to put them with women? <laughs> I mean, it makes yeah. no sense. I, I'm with you on that because transgender doesn't change your appetite for that kind of stuff. Right. right? It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, anything, it makes it probably more accessible. <laughs> right. It's like, Especially for those that you, there's always going to be people who abuse any system. Yeah, there are clearly. I mean, are. it's all confused. I mean, and then this weekend when I was reading the neo gender stuff, I'm like, well, this- because people don't want to be, they, 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 they don't want to be identified as a gender, so they pick something that represents not gender. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. I mean, it's like they have, I, I read one that's saying three spirits or something like that. So it's like you get to <laughs> choose whatever you want. I, I, but, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to that, Harry. I don't feel, if people it's feel weird. like, well, yeah. I, if people say I'm showing up as whatever, all right. Because I, I know how I'm showing up. So it doesn't, it doesn't challenge how I show up. It doesn't make me feel less or more or whatever. I was like, all right, that's that's how you showing up. It doesn't change how I show up. Right, right. I'm Absolutely. Clear. I don't care how people recognize. I, you yeah. could identify as whatever you want. 
I just, you shouldn't have, I shouldn't have it imposed on me. It's like religion, right? But it's not imposed on you. If somebody says, if I come in and say, my name is Oscar, you have to call me Oscar. I said, my name is Oscar. Right. You're like, hey, Oscar, that's it. You don't got to, I don't have a problem. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what I do. I go straight to the name. Just give but me if I name. come in, Harry, I'm Oscar and I'm in a dinosaur suit, you just have to <laughs> watch it, Babs. And I'm like, watch it. You will never know. You got somebody right now. And in the- I, I come in in an Oscar dinosaur suit. I'm Oscar in a dinosaur suit. You're not put upon. You can either speak to me or not speak to me. <laughs> you you got to be careful with that. I've read already people identifying as cats and and they. There was this whole it. guy who had a surgery, Harry, to turn himself into a dog. Oh no, no he bought a suit. I read that. <laughs> he actually spent twelve thousand dollars on a suit, and he Babs, he he's tucked into that suit. He's, <laughs> you know how sick you gotta be. I mean, well, look, I shouldn't say that. What I, I take it back because I don't know. <laughs> You, you you're doing you. <laughs> you're doing you, I guess. I, I, do you keep milk bones on your person? I don't know what you do. I, listen, you just say, "Hey, how you doing?" Bow wow, and keep it moving. <laughs> That's true, right? Snoop Dogg calls himself a dog, right? Yeah, right. And no one, no one challenges him, right? No one says, "Oh, you can't be Snoop Dogg." That's right. As a matter of fact, we are bow wow wow. You well, yes, we right. We all do it, right? So, so we've accepted. We've accepted. We know Ice Cube is not uh, neither Ice nor Cube, but yet. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Somebody just came in. Hold on. I'll be right. <laughs> Snoop the dog, Oscar the dinosaur. I, I want to be Oscar the dinosaur. Now I got to get a dinosaur suit. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't think I... You got to spend $12,000 so they look... Yeah, like... never. <laughs> He's walking. Yeah, you see it? He's rolling around like a dog. Harry, if I got that kind of time and money, you need to lock me up because I just... <laughs> the world has become too Wait much for me to deal with. I'm not saying for that person. I I'm saying for me. I don't want to be the politically correct one that's... But say you need to be locked up is saying that that's a crazy thing. And, you know, you're saying. No, no, it would be for me, for me, for Babs Rolls Ivy. So if you have to decide to dress like a dog. Yeah, you'd have to call somebody and say, you know, I think Babs needs a little rest. (laughs) I'm not talking about that guy. That guy is perfectly fine. For me, (laughs) if I go, if I do that, Harry, you'd be like, I think Babs needs a little rest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I would have to think about it. I would be like, <laughs> should I say anything? Now I'm telling you, Harry, you should <laughs> say something. <laughs> All of a sudden, one day you turn on your Zoom and you're in a... I'm in a, I'm in a dinosaur costume. Yeah, I'd be like, um, okay, I'm not saying nothing. And I'm saying, you must refer to me as Oscar. <laughs> no, we're not mocking anybody so no we're not we're just 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 being ridiculous that's all yeah 
we know people, we want people to sort of show up as however way they want to show up. And we respect that, you know, but it's funny. I respect all of it. Just don't force me to talk any certain way. I, I learned English in school. I'm going by those guidelines. You're not gonna change definitions on me. You're not gonna well. Do... Guidelines change, Harry. So it's all right. If somebody comes in as a dinosaur, you're not gonna say she he. You're gonna say dinosaur. No, I'm gonna say Oscar. You're gonna say Oscar. <laughs> and if they say Oscar the dinosaur, I'm gonna, no Oscar. <laughs> you can't say no because you your name is Harry Droves. You want good people day. to refer to Harry Droves. Harry, Harry is good. All right. Harry is good. I've been called a lot of things in my life. <laughs> <laughs> None of them really offend me because I'm not listening. Harry, we learned all this from Sesame Street. We've learned that we can accept differences. We accept the Count and Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch and 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 all the and Snuffleupagus. And We've accepted all of look. them as part of our. Our world. Let's, let's face it, Snuffleupagus was never really accepted. He was always seen as the weird one. <laughs> now, Big Bird, I, I think, you know, if you look at Sesame Street, they're, they're actually, all they're doing is they're grabbing characteristics from all of us, right? And they're just putting on suits. And yeah. Oscar the Grouch, that's like, that was you for most of my life. Yeah, I was going to say you. But but we live with difference differences. And yes. Sesame Street was a very good example of teaching us that things are different and that we can get along and we can accept them and even love them. Yeah. Barney, I mean, Big Bird. I mean, Barney wasn't part of the Sesame Street world, but kids loved Barney. My daughter loved Barney. Yeah, you I'm couldn't a, say a bad thing about Barney. Are you kidding me? Get your ass kicked. No, I I loved Sesame Street. What I really loved was um the Electric Company. We're gonna turn it on. But <laughs> if you know that they changed it, they actually like Sesame Street. They really didn't mess with. I mean, they got a little with the you know day and age where they they <laughs> along with the culture, but. Electric company just is totally different. It's just like I wouldn't see that if I was a kid today. But but I loved electric company. I used to love the electric company. I loved it all. I mean, I I love Sesame Street, Electric Company. What else was there? It was something else. I loved all that stuff. I really connected with the count. You know. I know. Who didn't love the count? (laughs) Ernie and Bert. Ernie and Bert were a gay couple before we even knew what gay was. And and it made kids accept it. And they loved Ernie and Bird. I never saw that. Of course you didn't see it because it was just you just liked them and you wanted to be their friend and and they were good people. That was brotherhood. And they were good people. And so you just was like, you were cheering for Ernie and Bird. You well, know. I loved when they brought the kids that had wheelchair, you know, the pups that had disabilities and challenges because kids could see other kids with challenges and wouldn't be like then they would be like oh I I know what a kid in a wheelchair is like because someone someone says some students in a wheelchair 
Bars. I mean, I had all that stuff in my neighborhood, so it, I didn't need Sesame Street to show me that, but I get it. But, I didn't have that in my. I didn't know any. I didn't know any kids in wheelchairs when oh, I was yeah? a kid. No, we had. We had. It wasn't until much later, Harry. Much later. Abilities. You know, and, and, yeah, all of that stuff. Really, I mean, I get it. It does help you. Um. Not be so judgmental when you see people who are different, especially yeah. when you're a kid. Right? I mean, I mean, let's face it. The kids really aren't judgmental to begin with. They don't right, <laughs> right understand our differences until you point them out to the kids. Right, you know. So, I mean, it it, it was more. I think it was teaching the parents because <laughs> the parents are watching these programs with their kids, and it's like when you the parents are using it to teach their kids something. The parents are learning something. The people, yes, are, the parents are learning something too. You know. But I mean, I loved all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I still love it, although I don't have kids, so I don't really. Well, you can't love it these days. You got to pay for it. It's on HBO. What Sesame, Sesame Street? Street? Yeah, it's, it's not on PBS anymore. No, no. What? HBO bought it. It's <laughs> now you got to have a pay subscription. Harry, that was one of the best things about Sesame Street is that it was on PBS and any child could access it and didn't need, you know what I mean? Like it was on TV, TV. But but like we were saying, right? The the best ideas, Babs? <laughs> they get why, would, why, would, why would HBO do that? <laughs> why would they bored. do that? I know, you know what HBO should have done? They should have said, we're making this donation to the public broadcasting for the kids of America. This yeah. is what we want to do. Instead, they bought it, and now you got to pay to watch Sesame Street. Oh, that sucks, Harry. I, I'm with you on that one. They could have they could have said, you know what? We're going to fund this on PBS. And you could put big-ass HBO underneath <laughs> it all day. <laughs> they just ruined stuff. <laughs> now there's going to be a generation of kids who won't have access to Sesame Street. Right? And then they just changed the name from HBO. It's no longer HBO. It's just Max. What? Yeah. Because they bought HBO and Cinemax merged, merged, and now it just went to Max. I don't, why did they do that? That just sounds ridiculous to me. <laughs> why did you just leave HBO? HBO was like iconic. But listen, your boy Elon changed Twitter to X. That's right. And all you hear on the news is it's like Prince all over again. It's like the, the, so the app formerly known as yeah. Twitter. X formerly known as Twitter. Although so. X to me, Harry, makes me think Nation of Islam. But I'm just... <laughs> I well, don't think know, he intended for that, but... You know, when he bought PayPal, well, when he actually... He, he was a co-founder of PayPal. They had the X icon. on. He loves X. And then, you know, his his space program is SpaceX. And then he has something else, X. He just loves X. I mean, I don't know if he's just a, Mal a Malcolm X fan. You know, he can be thinking <laughs> to himself, I am Malcolm X. I am Malcolm X. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Considering that he comes from apartheid and has benefited from apartheid, unlikely. <laughs> but who knows? I, listen, I've seen Stranger Things. I don't. I don't like this X business. It's just, and it, and it's not a good looking logo either. The next, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a it's a black background with a. It just seems. You know, it, it almost feels um, like end of days to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like the end of the world. Everything's changing, Babs. Um, Maybe it is. I mean, let's face it. I mean, this we're going through some rough times right now. As, as a human race, we have to realize that we're not the first people on this planet. That this this has been recycled before they have found civilizations going back yeah you know they have found where people thought to themselves oh you know the neanderthal five thousand years ago no actually it was way back they found gobleki tepe in in i think it's saudi arabia is it saudi arabia or kuwait somewhere around there in the middle east they found a culture that's 12,000 years old. Now they just found another place that's older than that. You know, and they, we're not the first people who've done this before. This earth gets recycled every few, maybe 20,000 years or so. Yeah. Uh, and we helping it. Right. That's what I'm saying. So we're not the first ones that we should try to be the last ones. So we don't get recycled because of our our own stupidity. But uh, who knows? I mean, they found places that it looks like nuclear bombs have gone off, where the sand is glass and everything. And they they, you know, trying to put together whether there's been nuclear blasts on this earth before, whether we've done it to ourselves before. And that's where we're headed right now. Mm. You know, so, I mean, well, it's just a nuclear holocaust. Right? (laughs) That's what what people are like, well, you know, what we should do is bomb Putin. Yeah, but Putin's going to bomb us. You know, and they have hypersonic nuclear missiles just like us. So Mm. we all go boom. We all, and I, you know, I think some people, it it scares me because I feel some people are so nutty when it comes to religion that they're trying to bring the end of times. Yeah, I I I I always think that too when I see these people that get real hyped up about, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like. <laughs> Uh, we want to see Jesus in the sky. Yes, stupid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how's that going to work out for you? And if you did, what would you do? Right. Because first of all, first of all, he's a he's a brown man, so there's that part. <laughs> you know, he's not he's not going to be white with blue eyes. <laughs> who who knows? He may be a reflection of everyone who thinks. You know, they may see what they want to see. Well, that's not how that works. But, but, but maybe. Who knows, I mean, Harry? You know, it's like Santa. 
Yeah. <laughs> it may be a reflection of whatever you want to see, because let's face it, God's not going to be concerned with race, right? If there's a God, he's, it's not like he's going to say, well, I'm going to make sure that these people see me as black. He might. I'd appreciate that because the majority, because the majority, because the majority of the ninety percent of the population behind. No, because ninety percent of the population is of color around the world. You see, Babs. Even people have been programmed to see white Jesus. Well, they'd have to get over it. (laughs) What are they going to do? Rebel? What are they going? What what are they going to do? I mean, first off, let's let's face it. Most if this if 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 it is as it's written, right, the road to heaven is very narrow and very, very little people are going to go. So most of the people are going to fall back. Well, the road to the road to heaven narrowly is not literal. It just means well, I think that there's literal. a lot that has to happen to you to get to get to heaven. And, and heaven is not a place. It's what you create. So, well... I'm just a very narrow. And how many people are learning from anything that they suffered? This is what I know, Harry. All the people who think they're going to heaven, those are the people I don't want to hang with. Exactly. That's what what I'm saying, right? So even in the Bible, it says Jesus is going to come. He's going to say, you knew me not to most people. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 you know, if for for those of you who all pass those people on the highway and they give them a dollar, <laughs> that was the Christ. <laughs> That's right. And, and, you know, Christ is gonna tell me, you know, I, I wanted trying... cigarettes and you gave me not. <laughs> right. I'm gonna say I was trying to cure you of your habit. He's gonna say thank you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say I didn't have a habit. You assumed I had a habit. Thank you, my son. You assumed I had a habit. But when thing. you stand, but when you're standing out here all day, you gotta do some. So why not smoke a cigarette? I'm just saying. Yo, me, me and him, you know, we're gonna go at it, cause. Oh, see, I'm not with you on that. I'm, it's a, it's a, a, when, when when we get to the gates, I'm gonna move over to the side. <laughs> I'm gonna say, look, if me and you are at the gates, I'm gonna say let Babs in, cause I, me. Me, me and you gotta talk. I'm not going in without you, Harry. No, I'm gonna be like let Babs in because you know I might talk myself out of <laughs> uh, straight out of heaven. I'll be like, come on, you really? You gonna I, I'm gonna I'm talk my. I'm a. I'm not gonna go until you go, Harry. I'm gonna wait for you. I was like, I don't wanna. I don't wanna go with my friend Harry. Not going. I'll be like, well, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say right now is not a reflection of Babs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Harry! If you make it really too hard, I'll be like, Harry, I'll see you when you get in. <laughs> I'll hold you a seat at the bar. I'll hold you a seat at the bar. Don't get me a heavenly margarita. I'll be like, if if you if you ain't letting most of these people in, I don't want to go in. Harry, you don't even like people, so right? the less people in there, the better for you. No, but but. Most of it, it ain't that. Most of the stuff that's happens to almost everybody is not their fault. We're a product of our environment. You guys, you really gonna stand there and argue that point? Yes. <laughs> Harry, you are not an activist. I mean, like, you should have made it easier. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna look to an angel. I'm like, hold my beer. I gotta go get my friend. <laughs> Christ is gonna be like, he'll be like, you remember when you said that we should make the border like a competition? Throw alligators in there. <laughs> that, well, turn. well, guess what we're gonna do for heaven? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Guess what? All those hurdles? <laughs> Harry, and you know what they're going to make you do? Everything that annoys the crap out of you. I know. <laughs> You're going to have to endure. You're going to have to eat off a dirty plate. <laughs> You're going to have to walk through a bug-infested room. <laughs> You're going to be outside trying to get out the woods. He's going to be like, you like chicken, right? He's going to drop it on the floor and be like, no, nope, not five seconds, we'll ten seconds for you. <laughs> Now eat it. <laughs> Sorry, and you can't do it. I mean, like, no, there's no way. You I, don't can't do if, I don't care if it fell on the floor in heaven. <laughs> you can't I, do it. I ain't eating it. I know you're not. That's why. Like, you could create another chicken. <laughs> He's like, no, this <laughs> is your test. This is the game that you set up. <laughs> oh, by the way, Baz, there's a new chicken sandwich in Popeye's, blackened chicken with no um breading which by the way oh. which for me is zero points because it's chicken breast no breading is it good you had it i haven't had it yet but i saw the commercial this weekend and i'm like oh i haven't been able to have popeyes for a while so now you could get one but now i mean the bread is going to cost me like 12 points but that's fine because i'll have the free chicken okay and what is it? What is on it? Is there sauce on it? It's just blackened chicken. So they burning chicken because that's what that is. I don't, it looks like seasoning on it. <laughs> I'm on the radio. Well, I would imagine Popeyes has to have some seasoning, Harry, because yeah. it's Popeyes, and it's 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 a it's a New Orleans kind of Louisiana thing. And I hope they have a couple of Popeyes in heaven. I mean, I I don't know. I don't want KFC. I want Popeyes. I know, but what about the people who want KFC? Well, that's their problem. Or, or they could go make down that main street. <laughs> KFC. I, I, don't I, like I, I, really, I don't. I don't really see how fast food is gonna make it into heaven, Harry. I just why you you shouldn't be able to have fast food and not get. I, honestly, when I think about heaven, Harry, I think about fruits and vegetables and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> berries and stuff I'm just thinking of being uh, of being able to be a glutton and not have it okay that is so not what heaven is <laughs> and not be judged I think you wanted the elevator down I think <laughs> I because gluttony is a what Harry sin <laughs> you can see you can see Jesus going bruh bruh you in the wrong place <laughs> what's up with you you want to go downstairs to the party? This, this up here don't. This, there's no sin up here. Is, but there's all kinds of vices downstairs. Yes, not not your way. <laughs> you want your way? That way. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be up here. It's gonna be a little different. I, I'm telling you, I have a. I, I don't want somebody to steal my. Uh oh. Idea. I'm gonna say it. If they still you, know, you know he listens to us. But uh, you know, I, I've been thinking of writing like a short story. Uh-oh. Um, new level, new devil. 
And the story, the, the story is me getting to heaven and me being the new Satan cast out of heaven. You you want that role? No, but that's a good I you know a good short story. Oh, you the new you the new sheriff in town. Then you are gonna get kicked out of heaven. How long does it take you? Like a whole season before you get kicked out? Well, you know I'm gonna test God. <laughs> God is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'll get okay, out. Okay, write write me in too, because somebody's gotta talk you out of this stupid stuff. So. <laughs> I think is, I'm not going to get past the first paragraph before I get kicked out. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, we could put, we could, it could become a series on Netflix and yeah. you could, but don't they already have a series like that? What's that show with the, he comes back, he's, his father is God and but they are bad and good at the same time as a bunch of them. What is that show, Harry? You know uh, that show. The Good Omen, is it? No, it's the one where he comes back to Earth and he's got to do some... Oh, Lucifer. Lucifer. Lucifer, God yeah. is his father, so... I haven't seen the show, but... That's um, a good show. I haven't watched it in a very long time. But if you watch it, it's a pretty good show. It's very interesting how they play with that. I, he gets, I, kicked, I, he I gotta, gets kicked out of heaven. He actually gets kicked and his wings taken from him. Well, it sounds like something Lucifer would do. Well, yeah. So I don't know. But um, I got to write my little story before somebody steals that story. It's hot. That's a hot <laughs> idea. Okay. Get, get to writing, Harry. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're going to buy you any points to get you to heaven, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to ride with you to a point. <laughs> to that point. <laughs> <laughs> you can't walk in with me. I can't. I'm like, hold my beer. I gotta go get my friend. <laughs> I'm like, he don't mean none of this. Let me take him in. I got him. I got him. Oh God, Harry. We all gonna go to hell now. Watch. There's gonna be so many ministers gonna stop me on the street, pray for me, because this whole conversation. And we didn't even have a break today. We just kept going. So that was fun though. I thought it was fun. Yeah, and everybody's starting to walk into this place i'm about to be interrupted 20 times anyway well i'm about to go anyway so yeah. it's it's time for me to get off so it was good to see you and uh i'll be back tomorrow <laughs> find something else to talk about <laughs> all right you're listening to love fast love talk on wnhh lp 103.5 fm your home for community radio and babs will be back tomorrow so harry get that five dollars to the non-smoking homeless person please non-smoking <laughs> yeah Okay. Because that seems to be your hang-up, the smoking part. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, not just that. If you got a liquor bottle that costs you $25. <laughs> so you you want you you a different kind of homeless person. <laughs> One that ticks off all the boxes. <laughs> yeah. One of them that's just going through hard times, but clean life. Time, but without any vices. With clean addictions. You know, one without any addictions and vices. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! 50 years of hip hop. See you tomorrow.